The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Prince, and I'm your host. It is Friday, October 8th, and week 5 of the NFL season is shop. excited for it. Man, love some football, and we have a great slate on tap, including a killer. Well, we already saw, I'm sure, a great Thursday night game. Plus, we have an incredible Sunday night football game between the Bills and the Chiefs. We'll talk about that and much more. But first, got to hand out a, um, uh, a, a, a trophy. Actually, I left my trophy. I have a trophy here, a Shecky. I could give you that, RJ. I was going to bring a broom up to my office because RJ swept his best bets last week. Six and oh. There we go. That's the first first for us, I think. Uh, It may be. I mean, six and oh is strong, man. Um, I looked last night, or maybe today, I looked at some point on Sportsline dot com if you go there somehow rj's not even the the hottest expert it's our buddy larry hartstein's even warmer somehow uh 14 and a half units over 18 and 3 in his last 21 rj 22 and 7 in his last 29 bets against the spread all these are posted for your accessibility and enjoyment on sportsline.com that is a 76 percent winning he's hitting on 76 percent of his bets so far in the nfl season and you can get all of rj's bets for a dollar Go to sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code EDGE, and you can get them for a dollar. Uh, Pete, we'll give you a – you want to give Pete a golf clap for four and three? It should have been five oh. and two. What the hell were the Chargers doing on Monday night? Throw the damn ball. That game was never going over. They put, they you know put it away in the first quarter. To. You thought it was going over. You had the live line, and you went – did you get that? Did you hit that? No, I was just I – was, I didn't actually bet it. I was just jinxing oh. you. <laughs> ah, I, no, I, I lost i lost my ass on monday night um, yeah. had, a bunch of, had a bunch of props that missed too uh anywho yeah rj and larry up 14 plus units over the last like 20 plus uh bets all right so let's move away from rj rj we, you said i had a decent week let's get to you what about him you i'm talking about your hey, oh i went three and four sorry <laughs> yeah, boo. I'm, on a, I'm on a cold streak right now uh if you look at the overall standings rj 18 and 9 whoo, pete 14 and 12 i'm 13 and 18 uh it's i put in nine bets two weeks ago that was just hubris i thought i was just feeling it Let's put them in there go like two and seven and now i gotta now i gotta fight my way out of this hole if you can't lose parlay lost again that's <laughs> zero and four now in the season the it actually went uh one and two the dolphins were a terrible bet you should have um, just parlayed all RJ's picks. You would have had a winner. Yes, you would five have of them at least. Part. You're not going to parlay that teaser, but five of them, yeah. Be a nice, five of nice them, one. yeah, yeah. Uh, Vikings lost outright uh, at plus two, and the Packers, of course, covered against the lowly Steelers. Let's dive into our best bets now, and we start with that Sunday night football game that I mentioned. And by the way, this uh, YouTube is actually going to drop. People are wondering if you want if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/pick six. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Leave your best bet in the comments, and if you if you if you if you get on a hot streak, maybe we'll uh, figure out some way to give somebody something. But uh, this YouTube actually won't drop till Friday morning now, so if you're wondering why it didn't come out on Thursday night, that's why. Anywho, Bills and Chiefs, Chiefs minus two and a half, the over under fifty six and a half. This is, you know, for all the hype, Pete, that came about with Tom Brady and uh, and Bill Belichick. This is a much better and more exciting game relative to the the full schedule of the season and probably will or could very likely end up determining who gets the number one seed a buy and home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the AFC. Well and it'd be big because Andy Reid and the Chiefs haven't won a road playoff game and and neither has Sean McDermott. And mm. so I I think that's big for whoever gets this game. And I, I think Buffalo's the real deal. Uh, I love their defense. Um you know they drafted and Every eye on Patrick Mahomes. They saw what the what the uh, Bucks did in the Super Bowl. They couldn't do it. They only had two sacks against him in two games last year. 
And I think their pressure is going to get to them a little bit in this game, you know, with Russo and Basham. And those guys have really added to their pass rush. Epines is playing well. Uh, and I think that, that the Chiefs defense is a mess right now. So I think Josh Allen will win a shootout. I, I like the points, but I think the Bills win the game outright. I'm thinking Buffalo. Love hearing, that from Pete. Love hearing that from Pete. I agree with him. Uh, Buffalo's offense still doesn't look at last year's level, but they haven't needed to be. The defense has been so dominant. And that Chiefs defense continues to look terrible. They're allowing a league worst 3.34 points per drive, while Buffalo's at 0.79. So you just that's a that's the difference in the game right there is how these defenses are playing. KC played three possible playoff teams to start, but they also gave up 461 yards to the Eagles, too, who are you know, down some offensive linemen. So um, I don't know that they're going to stop the, the Buffalo in this one. Um, you know, Buffalo should have no issues putting up points against this unit. I don't know that KC's going to match them. I have Buffalo as the number one team in my power ratings, so I love getting points with them. You can see it's uh, Kansas City's minus 2.5, minus 120 um, on, on Caesars right now. So I got it in at 3 on Monday morning for Buffalo at plus 3. If you like Buffalo, I'd wait to get them there. For the purposes of, of our podcast, this is a two and a half. I'm going to put them in my one of my teasers. I have two teasers, one on spreads, one on totals. So I'm teasing Buffalo up to plus eight and a half. I don't know how they don't cover that with their, you know, the best team in the league, um, even in, in a tough road environment here. So I got Buffalo as part of my teaser. Uh, you know, I like the Chiefs here. And, I mean, that's not – not to say that – I mean, honestly, look, this is Sunday Night Football. You know, again, I always point out that maybe you'll bet it. Maybe, you know, I mean, depends on where you are relative to your bankroll for that week. But, I, like, it wouldn't shock me if the Bills won at all. I mean, you know, I, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think the Bills are a really, really good team. Um, I'm just not sure that Buffalo has, you know, necessarily gone against a murderer's row uh, quite yet. And this is, th- is going to be a tough test. And there is a – you know, we saw the Ravens, you know, Look, the, the Bills, there's a David David and Goliath factor, like the, the Pistons, the 80, the 80 Pistons. I don't know if it's David Goliath. Maybe it's like the 80 Pistons versus Michael Jordan. Like, can can Josh Allen overcome the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid? You know, can Sean McDermott overcome Andy Reid? Can Josh Allen overcome Patrick Mahomes? I think that's kind of the big narrative. At two and a half, I would lean towards the Chiefs. The Bills defense first to DVOA. I get it. They're very good. Um, I, I'm not going to take anything here as a best bet. Uh, I, would, I would also lean towards the over. It's a ton of points. I just don't think you can get in front of this on the under because the explosion that these two offenses have and the, you know, I mean, you could say that the Bills are a great defense, but good luck slowing down the, the Chiefs. And and I don't, I think this profiles is a big time Steph Diggs game. So uh, no best bet for me, but I would, I would uh, take the Chiefs in this spot if I was picking the game. Giants and Cowboys. Spicy little game here. The Cowboys, minus seven. The over-under is 52. Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott both been pretty good lately. Zeke, 17.7 rushes, 103 yards per game, 5.8 carries per or yards per carry, excuse me, four touchdowns in his last three games. And Saquon had 126 scrimmage yards, two touchdowns versus the Saints. But Pete, more importantly, your boy, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, might be playing the best football of his career. Does it continue against the Cowboys? Yeah, I think he's going to play well in this game. I, I, I think that the Giants, even though it's consecutive road games and, and they beat the Saints last week, they, they have, you know, when they get everybody back healthy, that's going to be a good offense. And the biggest difference with the Giants is the offensive line. You know, Andrew Thomas was a disaster last year. He's playing good football now. The, you know, the guards are playing better. The whole group across the board is much better. And, and therefore, I think they're going to be able to score on Dallas. I know Dallas's defense has done some really good things. Uh, and, and, you know, Dan Quinn's done a great job with him. But I, I think this is a game where both offenses will get their points in this game. And, and so I'm, if you're going to give me a touchdown, I'll take the Giants. Even though it's I hate consecutive road games, but I'm taking the Giants in this division game plus the seven. That's one of my best bets. If I'm going by power ratings, I think this line's too low. I think the Cowboys should be favored by probably nine. A look ahead was eight and a half. It, the new, the Giants win dropped it down. Um, I don't think you know it adjusted any any for the Cowboys because they look good too. So uh, you know when, when a bad team wins a game, you know it might be a good time to fade them if they're adjusting the line down. I mean Giants. You know, the offense has done some good things. They were down 21 to 10 in the fourth quarter. And so this line move is really based on what they did in the on half a quarter and, uh, and overtime. So, you know, you kind of like playing against bad teams in the spot. But I am a little worried about the backdoor cover. And Dallas's offense broke through in the second half against the Carolina defense. Had the game wrapped up in the fourth quarter, but they did give up some points on the end. And I think Daniel Jones certainly is going to make plays with his legs here. So, um, you know, they could get through the back door. So rather than lay the seven here, I'm going to put that as my second part of my teaser with Buffalo. Tease Dallas down to minus one. So I got Buffalo plus eight and a half. Dallas minus one in the tease. Mm, I like that teaser because it's, I mean, it's, you know, it can certainly happen where, 
you know, the Giants went outright or the Bills get blown out. But those two outcomes feel unlikely based on, you know, the the ability of those two offenses that you're betting on. And and the Dallas defense is Dallas defense is much improved. Uh, there was I don't want to call anybody out by name, but there was a uh, media member who tried to roast Micah Parsons for his coverage skills. And he uh, immediately got roasted by Micah Parsons, who I mean, look, uh, oh, uh, let me ask you guys this. And I don't have a best bet of this game. I have the Giants plus the seven as a as 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 what I would bet on as in my picks. Um, do you think that right now Micah Parsons plus four hundred or better is a good value for defensive rookie of the year? I feel like it really is. I'm not going to say anything because last time I said somebody was good value, he he went out for the year and J.C. Horn. That's right. That's <laughs> I mushed up and and now Patrick Sertanian with a chest injury. So I mean, if that <laughs> hampers him and he can't play you know, you know, more than what, 12, 13 games. And then maybe it does open up for, for uh, Parsons there. So um, the guys that low in such a wide ranging thing where there's so many candidates, I mean, plus 400 doesn't really seem like good value no matter what, but um, you know, you could see a, a high tackle guy coming in and, and, and cleaning up there, but you know, the pop- popularity is there. If that defense ends the year on a good note, you know um, he's going to have some backers there and Trayvon Diggs is going to have some backers for player of the year. I mean, if Parsons plays 17 games or 16 games or whatever, you know, whatever they end up needing based on their um, standings and the Cowboys defense is average anywhere like around average, just a little below average, just a little above average. I think he rolls with this award just because of he's putting up the stats. He's on a visible team. Once when the Cowboys start rolling, everybody sort of forgets that they hate, you know, like everybody kind of falls back in love. It's like, I don't know. Cowboys are kind of fun again. Like I find myself rooting for the Cowboys for some insane reason so uh i don't know anyway i think that's pretty good value daniel jones over rush yards absolutely a prop to look for here um as pete mentioned the offensive line is playing better the cowboys struggle to contain sam darnold our the league leader in rushing touchdowns uh last week and daniel jones is using his legs more not i don't know that they're necessarily doing as many design runs as you'd like to see but he's certainly involved there and he should be able to get loose against this defense so that's a prop i'll be looking to take in this particular game, Eagles, speaking of, speaking of Sam Darnold and the uh, his rushing touchdowns, Eagles at the Panthers, Panthers minus three and a half over under 45. Some interesting before we actually get to the game. So Christian McCaffrey was back at practice on Wednesday, which is shocking because when he suffered the injury against the Texans on that Thursday night, they ruled him out so fast. It felt like it might be season ending and maybe it turns out he just misses a couple weeks. Uh, meanwhile, Shaq Thompson is out for this game, but the Panthers, Pete, traded for Stephon Gilmore for a six-round pick. What were your thoughts on that deal when it went down? Well, for a six-round pick, it's a good deal, but he—he's not—he wasn't Stephon Gilmore last year, and that's somebody's got to get that out of their heads. He was not the same player last year. He didn't play that well. And in talking to guys around the league, uh, they thought he was disinterested. They thought he cares about more about the money, which that's not fixed in Carolina, is it? Is he? You know, they haven't. Uh, no, they said that. Um, I believe uh, Scott Fitterer, the GM, said that the uh, that the plan was he would play out his contract and then they would be open to an extension. Right. So he's, like not he's, getting, so he's not getting the extension that he wanted, and and, and 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 he's coming off an injury. So let's see. You know, sometimes it's you know what is he now? Thirty. He'll be thirty-two. Uh, names isn't necessarily what you want over games. And and so I think his game was off a little bit last year. No, it was a bad team. And sometimes guys do that, but I, I'm, I got to see more now that he's in Carolina, see what he does. Okay. Uh, what about this game in particular though, RJ? I know that you are uh, a, I believe you're on the same page as I am. I, I, I looked at this and by the way, um, your lines may differ from what, 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 you know, what we talk about on the podcast because they change throughout the week, obviously, especially as we get closer to the end. You know, they move quickly early. They move quickly late. Um, I was trying to look at this game and figure out a way to talk myself into the Eagles against the spread, and I couldn't do it. I mean, Philly has gotten smoked the last two games, and I realized that they're playing – that they played the Chiefs and the Cowboys, but they gave up 83 points in the last two weeks, including 180 rush yards per game in those two matchups and allowed a 68.2 – percent third down conversion rate that is outrageous i know the panthers aren't the cowboys or the chiefs rj but they're still a pretty good offense and they have much better defenses than both those teams i believe 
Yeah, it's interesting that the market likes Philly so much and that it's moving toward Philly. I mean, part of that might be the Shaq Thompson injury, um, but, you know, it was four, and then it got down to three and a half, um, and that's where we're picking it at. I have Carolina as a best bet at three and a half, but looking at the numbers now, it's at three. So if you can get three, I'd go around out and get Carolina, I think. They predictably took a step back in a tough matchup against Dallas, but they're going to be better moving forward. Rush D fell apart against Dallas. Philly doesn't run much. They're 25th in attempts, despite being number one in, in yards per attempt. So that's just not their game. They don't want to pound the ball with a run. So I don't expect a lot of that here. Um, Philly made some bad decisions to kick field goals. I mean, when you're playing the Chiefs, you got to think that those short field goals aren't going to cut it. Um, so I don't know what that, that seems like a coaching mistake to me. You didn't come in with the right game plan there if you're going to settle for those field goals down there. Uh, defense looked terrible for a second straight week. They can't get any any stops at all. I mean, some of that's playing Kansas City, playing Dallas, but you know, you got to get at least a few stops here. Um, Philly's also at Tampa Bay on Thursday next week. So is that going to, you know, work in a Sirianni's prep and will he be 100% focused or will he have an eye toward the short week? Um, you know, these offenses, I think, are neck and neck between Philly and the Panthers behind Lamar Darnold, as you were talking about, just can't stop him running the ball, apparently. Um, but uh, and so they're pretty close in points per drive. But Carolina's defense is way better in that metric than Philly. So I think Carolina is a better team. Only having to lay three here. I love it. But, you know, for our, our lines, we're taking three and a half. So I got uh, Carolina as a best bet at three and a half. Yeah, um, I like the Eagles, and, and I don't love them as at three and a half, but I'm going to put them in a teaser and take nine and a half. I, I just think that the way their offense is playing, they'll move the football. No, to, you know, Thompson's injury is interesting. Uh, they're obviously concerned on the corner. They went out and made two moves in the last two weeks. So uh, I think Hurts is playing good football, and, uh, you know, they got garbage time offense last week a little bit too, the, the Panthers. So I, I'll take I'll take – the Eagles as the first part of one of my of my teaser this week. So I'll take Eagles plus nine and a half. Yeah, the one thing that concerned me about, and I mean, you know, I was looking for a reason to take the Eagles is that if you watch that Chiefs game, it felt like the Eagles were going to cover the whole time. And then they just kept giving up these massive plays on the back end, like, like in the fourth quarter. Well, they had two touchdowns called back. Yeah. I mean, they're saying like the Chiefs had that, like that kind of fluky third touchdown to Tyreek Hill where it was Mahomes bombed it up in the air and he, and he catches it. And I, I just think that the Panthers are a, are a better team. And I worry about the Panthers offensive line, but Joe Brady's done a really good job of getting Sam Darnold using his legs, you know, getting him out away from the pressure. And I think they can mitigate what Philly will bring against him. That Panthers, the Panthers weapons are, are really dangerous. They're looking good. I think they can attack their Eagles secondary. And while Jalen Jalen Hurts is playing pretty good football, man, I mean, he, yeah, I don't know that they're locked in on Hurts as the future of the franchise, but I certainly think he's giving them pause and, and making them think about it, even though they're going to have three top fifteen picks at, at the current rate that they're going. Uh, I, I just think the Panthers are the better team, and if you're giving me, if it's only, if I only have to lay three, I will take them here. By the way, Devontae Smith, first Eagles rookie with ten targets, five catches, and 120 receiving yards in franchise history. In that game against KC. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Saints minus two at the Washington football team over under 44 and a half. The Saints are 21 and five in road games since the start of 2018, tied with the best record along with the Chiefs. And Washington hasn't won back to back home games since October of 2018. So, what gives here, Pete? Does uh, Sean Payton bounce back from a loss or do. Oh, by the way. State's offense sucks, and the Washington Sean Payton's offense sucks, and Ron Rivera's defense sucks. What kind of weird, twisted world are we living in? Look, I love Sean Payton as an offensive play caller, I really do. But and he got his two his touchdowns from the gimmick last week. But Jameis Winston throws a sixty-yard touchdown pass, and it's called back for a holding penalty. On the very next play, he puts in Taysom Hill, and he throws he throws an interception. What the hell was that? Uh, did you see that? That was I mean, bad. Was, yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. And then he had an excuse for why he threw the interception. They're not great on offense. The Washington's been awful on defense. I think they're going to play this week. Call me crazy. The, the talent is there. They're too good to not be that better on defense. And, and I think this is an opportunity for them to show up. I don't think uh, offensively the Saints are very good. Heineke's been good, but he's been in scramble mode. And, and so you, it's hard to evaluate what he's doing. But I'll take, I'll take the under in this game. And I'm also going to take the Washington football team uh, as well in my teaser on the other side of it. So I'll take Washington plus eight to go with the Eagles plus nine and a half. 
despite the score, the the Saints offense actually had their best game against the Giants. The D just fell apart at the end. Um, despite that, like, what are you doing not throwing to Alvin Kamara? I mean, how do you have Alvin Kamara on your team and you don't throw him the ball even in, in one game? So that was weird. Um, that Washington defense has been shockingly bad. Maybe they do show up, but I've counted on that the last couple of weeks and it hasn't happened. So I'm kind of done counting on that. I think the New Orleans offense can put up points here. Um, Washington's offense has been pretty good, but inconsistent. Um, they'll be down Brandon Scherf, probably Logan Thomas also. Two big pieces of that offense. Um, I believe Logan so. Thomas was put on IR actually, so he's definitely out. Okay, yeah. So I knew Scherf was out, and then I just figured ninety nine percent Thomas would be out. Um, on third downs, Washington offense is thirty first in success rate, thirty point two percent conversion, and Washington defense is thirty second in success rate, giving up nearly sixty percent. So that's kind of where the issues were. Washington, uh, you know, start and end, or, or probably not end, but that's where they start right there. So uh, by next week for New Orleans, I expect them to come out firing, focused after a loss against a team they shouldn't have lost to. I think they'll get a win. I would lean to the Saints minus two. Don't like that it's creeping up, you know, but two two is a pretty good number. I think you can probably play it at two. I, I saw it get it to two and a half earlier in the week, probably kind of staying away at that point. But um, two, I think you're good. Yeah, uh, Logan Thomas on the reserve injured list. And they signed Jay Sternberger, but I don't know how much of a, a factor Sternberger will play in, in that first week. I I lean Washington here, but I don't really feel good about it. The Brandon Scherf injury is, is absolutely concerning. Taylor Heineke's playing pretty good football, but I mean, it's, it is hard to it is it's hard to separate uh, like somebody's performance versus did they play the Atlanta Falcons defense? Because everyone has looked awesome against the Atlanta Falcons. And then you come back a week later and, and don't look quite as good. The, one of the weirdest things is Alvin Kamara. It's like, they're funneling this average rush offense through Alvin Kamara who has 26 carries last week. I believe that's a career high four of six career games with 20 plus rushers have come in the last six games for him. And he didn't have a catch last week. It's just very bizarre how this offense is just kind of, morphed into me so i i'll take washington here but i don't feel good about it it certainly wouldn't be a uh, best bet i'm trying to have a lighter card this week broncos speaking of offense that suck uh, have you guys ever seen the did we talk about this last week the south park movie south park the movie we did we Blame. did so i should make the joke again is what you're saying Definitely. no don't Blame canada um it never gets old for me anyway Broncos at Steelers. Steelers at minus one over under 39 and a half. Big Ben Roethlisberger at his last nine starts, two and seven, 6.1 yards per pass attempt, 16 touchdown, 12 interception. The Steelers have also gone 10 games without rushing for 100 yards. And the uh, the rat ship business has started because there's an article from Jerry Dulac in, I think it's the Post-Gazette where he works in one of the Pittsburgh papers. And he wrote that uh, Big Ben is uh, what was the what was the word uh, hampered or ha hamstrung? Big Ben is being hamstrung by Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin. Do you buy or sell the the Steelers beat writer narrative that Big Ben's getting a raw deal here, Pete? Uh, no, it's hard to it's hard to play quarterback in this league when you're lying so bad. I mean, they've been bad, and he doesn't really have a lot of speed on the outside. Well, did you? I mean, did you read what he? They he yeah. said that they've taken away Big Ben's freedom to audible. At any point during the well, game, Mac, Mac Canada hasn't exactly been very good. Mac Canada I mean, falls upwards everywhere he goes. It's crazy. He's just not. It is, it's amazing. And uh, so I like the Steelers in this game. I know that sounds crazy. I just think defensively they're going to show up. This is a save the season or try to save the season type of game for them. Uh, I know history says the Broncos have had success against them, against the number. And so I'm a little scared with it. But I just think that the Steelers defense is a bunch of good players that will show up and make plays. We'll get a couple turnovers. I, I love the Steelers uh, as one of my best bets. I also like the under. I know I know that uh, RJ's in on that, but I, I like the under as well. How low is this total going to get? I mean, Bridgewater dealing with concussion. Big Ben has that hip issue. I know that there's probably some optimism Bridgewater plays, which is why this is down down to pick them you know, when it was Steelers minus one, um, which, yeah, they need Bridgewater to play because the Broncos punted 10 times in their first 11 drives on Sunday. And the defense was pretty solid under those circumstances, you know, ha having to hold the Ravens. So I think it was 23 or 26 points. Pittsburgh's offense continues to be awful. I mean, I don't know how there's going to be any points in this one. So I think Pete's right. Um, I typically don't love teasing totals because the six points you tease there aren't worth as much with you know 40 when you're working with 45 as opposed to a spread that's around six seven four whatever it is um but this is one i like teasing up getting into 45 and a half and taking the under so i have a totals teaser this week and uh Ooh. one of them is this game going under 45 and a half so that that's how i'm playing it 
I like the Steelers as well. It is such a perfect um, sort of uh, contrarian play because no one wants to bet on the Steelers. Everyone hates the Steelers right now. Everybody's piling on Big Ben. He's the butt of jokes. You know, nobody believes that they can you know, figure out a way to, to get this offense right. And I, I well, look, not a great get-right spot against a Broncos defense that has been, you know, top tier in the league this year. But the Broncos against the Jets, Jags, and Giants gave up 8.7 points per game and 222 yards. And against the Ravens last week, 23 points and 406 yards allowed. I think even more so for Ben than when he starts talking about how he's injured and all that, he, he gets going when – you know, it's time to kick an OC under the bus. Like that gets been motivated where he can, he, you know, he, when those articles start coming out, maybe long-term it's going to be a problem. Short-term, I think we get a good performance from Ben Roethlisberger. And while I, I find Drew Locke's upside intriguing, he is a turnover machine and the Steelers can put a ton of pressure on him. Assuming that TJ Watt should be good to go. And that should mean turnovers galore. I, I'm fine with the under two. It's, it's a tiny total, 39 and a half, but I, I don't hate it. I, I so like is that in the parlay? Is the yeah, starting a parlay with the, uh, the, the under. under? Did we miss anything else that we, we could have been no, good? Oh. I don't think so. I don't think so, right? Um, no. By the way, uh, Ben, Jerry, I want to thank Ben for giving him that story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, like it's, very it's right clearly of, It's right out of his mouth. Oh, it's straight from BigBen7.com. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like a, you got typed in there. It's I, 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 look, I've known Jerry for a long time, and I, yeah, that Jerry's a good beat guy, but he got that from Ben. Yeah, no kidding. Yes, when they're bashing the coach in the OC and talking about how Ben's hamstrung, and like it's like no, the only the only thing hamstrung is like the hamstring they used to reattach Ben Roethlisberger's right elbow, which before it fell off. All right, Colts at Ravens. Ravens are right. minus seven. The over-under is 46. Carson Wentz, a little sign of life last week, dragging the Colts up from a winless squad to a single-win uh, team with a dominant victory over the Dolphins. The Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson, Pete, has actually been really good as a passer this year, hadn't he? He's been really good. Yeah, if it wasn't for a couple drops in the, in the Lions game, he'd have really good numbers. I mean, Marquise Brown dropped a bunch, but this is a great spot for the Ravens. You're home after two weeks on the road playing a team that's playing not back-to-back road games, but back-to-back-to-back road games, and they're not that good anyways. I I think the Ravens are the better team. I I don't like the giant number, but this situation plays out for me in that way. I'll take the Ravens minus the seven. It's one of my best bets. Yeah, I was leaning that way too. I didn't put it in as a best bet. Um, Indy's score last week was a little inflated. Miami had some miscues deep in their own territory, kind of gave them say, free two field goals. Uh, Indy couldn't really do anything once they got the ball there, so they just kicked field goals. Baltimore's East rolling back-to-back excellent games on the road. Uh, Baltimore's pass offense does look strong. I agree. Impressive day against a quality Broncos defense. And Indy should improve once they start getting healthier, um, and, but I don't know that that's happening in this game. And Baltimore's just too strong to fade here. I think it might come down to six and a half. Uh, you know, look to play Baltimore at that point at seven. It's just a lean for me, but I would play it at six and a half. Yeah, I, I like the Ravens in the spot as well. We'll probably bet it on Monday. We'll have the the, the gambling preview with uh, Sully on Monday that you can listen to in the podcast feed. But, I mean, if I was betting it right now, I would take the Ravens. I did in – Uh, my picks column, but I I don't have a best bet on this game. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, who wins? Can Urban Meyer pick his first win? He's had a very calm week. Can he punctuate it with the, uh, can he grind his way to a victory on Sunday? We'll find out. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We mentioned the Urban Meyer Bowl before we get there. We are going to uh, circle back to that Ravens game. RJ and I were chatting during the break. You know, we have like a cool down. We have a little cup of coffee while you're listening to those, those commercials and whatnot. Uh, we decided we we're going to add the Ravens, Pete, as one of our best bets. Like in the it. Marlin. Like yeah. it. Okay, good. Yeah. One of Pete's best bets. RJ and I both lean towards the Ravens, so we'll add that. So we have Steelers under and Ravens minus seven uh, over the Colts to the Urban Meyer Bowl. Some stunning numbers from these Titans players against the Jaguars. Derrick Henry's last five games with the Jags, 148 rush yards per game. I mean, what the hell? 7.1 yards per carry and nine rushing touchdowns. Not, not consistent games, some spikes and ups and downs. Uh, Ryan Tannehill versus the Jags since joining Tennessee, 3-0, 77.3% completion, uh, 10.8 yards per attempt, eight touchdowns, no interception. The Jaguars have lost 19 straight games. I'll also make them just the second team in NFL history to lose 20 games in a row, and they only trail the 76-77 Buccaneers. But, Pete, I don't care about your pick that's on not this game. That's not true, though, because didn't the 42 Cardinals combination team lose 26 in a row or 20? 20, 20 I believe it's the, post, the Super Bowl era. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those All of right. us who are not were not born in 1920. Well, no, because on the other day on the radio show in Jacksonville, I said I actually covered that 42 team. <laughs> and one game, the coach decided he didn't want to take the train back with the team, so he stayed behind at a speakeasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's pretty good, Pete. All right, so before, I don't even care about this game. I mean, I, I mean, I care about the game, obviously, and we'll give out a pick. But I am curious – what you think about this uh, Urban Meyer situation. And I, I know you don't, I mean, do, like, do you care about him coming back with the team? Do you care? Yes. About, yes. Okay. Come back with the team. I mean, you have take to your private jet back to Ohio and see your grandkids or fly. Correct. Your Florida. And, and somebody there in, up in the building up there said, if he would have asked Khan to go back to Ohio, he would have given him the private jet. So, uh, and he could have seen, he could see the grandkids the night before the game, by the way, you could see him after the game. Uh, be, before the game, there were t- look. Go home with your team. You lost or, on the. Or you could, or you could actually not spend your time with your grandkids and instead go out to right. your restaurant and and hang out and do whatever you do at said restaurant. It just, I mean, just it's just a it's just a constant bad look for this guy across the board. And Khan issued that statement. He's not going to fire him because clearly he doesn't have cause yet. And I think they try and work out a deal where maybe Urban would take some kind of payment to walk off into the sunset. It's, it's just a bad look. Bad. You, you lost the trust of your players. You're done. Do you think, I mean, I know like Mike Silver reported that there were people laughing in the locker room. I think that's almost like they're, they're, they're laughing at urban. They're laughing at urban trying to, it's like, you know, I, they tried to pull me on the dance floor and I just, no, he, get lied. Away. I he lied. Like, Come clean. About, you lied. And yeah. let's take the morality part out of it. That's between him and his family. I'm just talking about from a football standpoint, you, you lied. You didn't go back with your team and then you lied. It's just bad, bad luck. Do you think that urban ends up coaching out the full season? No, I do not. Wow. Um, if he, he's, let's put it this way. The building is the guys I talked to in that building. It's just, a, it's it, when Coughlin was there as a, in his first year, he, people were scared, just scared out of doing anything. Same way with urban the wow. coaches that coaches that were there in the past are usually gregarious and outgoing now put their head down and walk. I mean, it's just bad. Wow. Okay. And well, with that in mind, uh, Titans no, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking that team. No yeah. way. And they're getting better, but this this is a bad matchup. And the Titans won last week against the Jets, maybe, and their offensive line is a mess. But the history in the series, I mean, you could date this thing all the way back to when I used to cover the team. The Titans just beat them up, and lately they've really beaten them up. So uh, I know the Jaguars' run defense has been better, but I, I just don't see them winning this game. I think I'll, I'll take the Titans minus the four and a half. I don't love it, but that's where I would lean. I'm leaning that way too. I actually liked it at four, but four and a half. I'm off of that. I dropped off the look ahead of Tennessee minus seven because Tennessee lost 
But Jacksonville doesn't have the defense that the Jets do, and they don't have the coaching staff in place, obviously, that the Jets do. Really big believer in Robert Sala and uh, complete opposite on Urban Meyer. You talk about, uh, you know, is he going to be out of there by, by um, you know, the end of the season? Uh, you know, you got the holidays coming up. So, you know, you got to see the grandkids during Thanksgiving, got to <laughs> see the grandkids during Christmas. I mean, he's not, he's not going to have time to coach his team. Uh, players aren't going to play hard for, for Urban right now. You know, it, it remains to be seen whether they'll, whether they'll play hard for each other. But I just think if things go wrong in a football game and Urban tries to tell him how to do things to fix things, I mean, you're not going to really listen to that guy at this point. Uh, it's kind of uh, obvious uh, based on what, what's happening in that locker room. I think Derrick Henry might get 300 yards in this game. I would have been worried about a backdoor cover at seven with this Tennessee defense. I'm less so at, at, if you can get it at four. Um, so late if you get it at four, especially with Brown getting limited practice early in the week, looks like he's going to be able to play. Um, and, and, you know, I think no way you can touch Jaguars at this point. One quick thing, too, on the, when he when he released C.J. Henderson, he came out and said he called C.J. Henderson. Tra- traded, nice talk, him. traded him. With, traded him, I mean. With, he had a nice chat with uh, C.J. Henderson's parents. What? What? So, what, are you kidding me? I, I just hope, draft him. I hope if I have a bad day at the office, Port doesn't call my dad. <laughs> hey, Mr. Brinson. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Will's Will at five and ten against a spread again. I uh, just want to go five and eleven again. I mean, they're grown men. We're, we're grown this. men. They're grown men. Let them be, let you deal with the parents. This is I, mean, I guess this is, like I guess they no. went to Florida, so maybe they're. I don't. Know. I, I don't weird. care where he went, how he knows them. No, you don't call the parents. How about you don't call my parents? How about don't no. ever? Nobody ever call my parents. Okay, unless no. like. I'm, Unless I'm in the hospital and need you know, emergency contact situation, and even then, just call my wife or call my call my son, call my mother. Right, you're a man. Um, well, sometimes you are. Um. <laughs> at any rate, so I like I was I was looking at this game and I tried to talk myself into the Jags. I don't know, I don't know what the hell I was thinking because I, I do think the Jags defense profiles a little similarly to the Jets in the sense that the Jags are okay against the run, and I could see them. It, it, it looks. Do we think Julio Jones and AJ Brown are playing? It feels like they've been upgraded a little bit where they might be able to yeah, go. AJ Brown sounds like he's more advanced than Julio right now. Yeah. yeah. He he was back at practice limited on Wednesday. Those type of guys you figure they play, you know. Yeah, I would think so. But I mean, I, I was worried that what would happen is the Titans come out and do what they did against the Jets, which is pound the ball with Derrick Henry, can't get it going. And then they ends up with a huge stat line, but it, it was all like these late runs when they were I, I mean, maybe maybe it softens up the defense. But again, like if you're a Jaguars player, are you I know nobody's going to quit because you got to earn that paycheck and you're trying to get paid later on. But I mean, you're not going out there giving it your all for Urban, you know? Like, I mean, this is, it feels like no. a smash spot for Tennessee. So I, I will uh, absolutely take the Titans here. But not so, should we put the Titans in the in the parlay then? I don't think we all like them. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with yep. parlaying Derrick Henry over whatever rushing yards. He's going to open at like 128 or something. And if, I, uh, I think Caesar he's still has, Caesar's, Caesar's gets, um, Odds up insanely early for these props. It's re- it's almost kind of annoying because our diva says no Henry yet. Um, hmm. maybe it's like Thursday they afternoon to, they get him up. Weird. They got to see if uh, if Urban Meyer does anything awful in the next twenty four hours before they put. Oh, him uh, oh they don't. So they have. Um, <laughs> no, they have Jaguars props up. They don't have any Titans props up. I assume that was that's about. Julio the and, and the AJ Brown. availability, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, if you have Julio and AJ Brown, the number for Henry will just be lower. But you know, and if Tannehill, so that's that's probably why. Uh, so we'll see if I'm just going to check uh, one more spot while we're while we're looking at. It. But let's add that as the third leg of our parlay: Titans minus four and a half, Bing, uh, Packers minus three at the Bengals. Stanky cheese line here. Bengals only getting three against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Over under fifty one. Green Bay is looking to start. Four and one for the third straight year. That would be the second time in franchise history that they've done that. It's 1960 to 1963, the last time. Of course, Pete, those were your um, your first midlife crisis watching uh, you know, the, that, that, the 1960s Packers You know, team. I, was a, I was a baby then. Like, seriously, I was two years old, and you I still knew more about football than you do now. <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. Jim Burrow, <laughs> Pete's feeling risky today. What do you got a colonoscopy later or something? No, uh, <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> Joe Burrow currently leads the NFL in third down completion percentage at seventy three point five. 
Does uh, can Joe Burrow? I mean, I'm telling you, Pete, this numbers. I, I get it. They'd be Packers minus nine at home, but something just smells. This line's a little short for me. It does smell. It really smells. <laughs> uh, I think the fish hook is out there, and uh, I'm an idiot that took the Packers on our in our picks. I don't love it as a best bet, but I just think you look at this line, something's up. And I like the Bengals. I think the Bengals are moving in the right direction. But I take the Packers just because I'm taking Rodgers in this situation. I just think he'll be able to have some shots down the field. I do not love it, though. Just like you said, it's it looks really fishy. Hey, here's what's up. The Bengals' defense is good, but they played a lot of mediocre offenses with bad offensive lines. But I don't know that we can we can rule Packers out from having a bad offensive line, especially on the right side. They got those two rookies and Billy Turner out there. Um, Green Bay scoring points, but their yards per play is down more than a full yard from last year, ranked 22nd in that metric. Um, and that Joe Mixon injury, it, you know, would be a problem most weeks. I think it might actually make them better, um, you know, because they will have to throw more. Uh, they have 30th in pass attempts, uh, and they'll be playing a J- Green Bay secondary is probably without Jair Alexander. You get T. Higgins back. I want you to throw on that team as much as possible, especially when you're up against Aaron Rodgers. So road interconference game feels like a letdown spot for the Packers. First of four uh, road games in five weeks for them. They have a tough schedule coming up in terms of travel. I got the Bengals as a best bet. I think plus three is a good number to get them in on. I don't think it's going to get any lower or any higher than that. So I'm on the Bengals plus three. I love the Bengals plus three. In fact, I think the Bengals are – I picked them to win this game outright. Yeah, baby, that's right. Bengals win it outright. It's probably a bit of a long shot, but the Packers, Jair Alexander is a huge factor for the Packers. And when you look at what Cincinnati's getting back, one, Mixon, Joe Mixon and going. When Joe Mixon isn't out there for, for Cincinnati, they're way more aggressive in terms of passing on early downs and way more efficient because they, they're not trying to force feed Mixon the ball on these early downs and, and run it with him. So I, I think that plays into like that's it's accident. It's like accidental genius move for Zach Taylor is they're going to be slinging the ball around. They get T Higgins back. So now you have Higgins, you have Jamar chase. Who's not going to be covered by Jerry Alexander. And you have Tyler Boyd. who's playing some really good football. I Cincinnati's going to put up some points in this one. And I think they can beat Aaron Rodgers, who just doesn't have a, he said this all season, he doesn't play well in Cincinnati for some bizarre reason. Maybe he eats a bunch of spaghetti with chili on top of it. Who knows? Oh. I, I will the take way, the seven way or whatever they do it where they put yeah, chili so in. Ugh, it's so gross. I will take the Bengal. I like the Bengals, but my best bet is actually the over 50 and a half. Uh, Cincinnati's rush defense is good and you can throw on them a little bit. I think we see a lot of pass attempts, a lot of scoring in this game. So give me the over Dolphins at the Bucks. Bucks minus 10 over under 48. Jacoby Brissett is, uh, we'll call it uh, former. I'm, as I swivel to block this, the, the helmet behind me, former Florida quarterback, Jacoby Brissett uh, is struggling out there right now on the road. This uh, last six games, 0 and 6, 58% completion, 163.5 yards per game, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Somehow the Dolphins offensive line is a sieve. Like they're just getting destroyed this year. They have given up pressures on 38% of dropbacks, second worst in the NFL, and their defense has flipped too. It's gone from first in the NFL on third downs to 31st in the NFL on third downs in terms of conversion percentage for opponents. They also have gone from sixth in the NFL in points to 25th. Is this a letdown spot though, Pete, for Tom Brady? Did you say a sieve? Sieve? What did I mean? Sieve. Did I say sieve? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Pete, is yeah. this a letdown spot for Tom Brady? No, it is not. It's a get-home-and-get-right uh, game because they didn't play that well on the road. And and I think when you look at Jacoby Brissett, he was awful last week. Their line is bad. I think the mismatch here is the, is the Tampa Bay defensive line against that offensive line. Uh, they'll create turnovers. I, I would lean to Tampa Bay. I didn't make it a best bet. Tampa, you know, with those cornerback injuries, uh, they're going to give up some yards, give up some points. You worry about that. But uh, you need to protect, uh, you know, the uh, the quarterback. And Miami offense can't protect Brissett. So good luck against the pass rush. When you have that pass rush, it minimizes the, the issue you have at cornerback. So Miami could be 0-4. They're 1-3. They got outplayed in that one-point win against the Pats. The defense couldn't stop Indy at all last week, despite, you know, hobbled Carson Wentz going around. Um, so I don't think this is a letdown spot for Tampa coming off that New England game. Um, you know, t- Thursday night matchup next. Uh, you know, I think they come out firing here. I don't see how Miami stops them at all. Miami hasn't topped 200 net passing yards yet, despite ranking 11th in pass attempts. They throw the ball a lot, and they cannot get any yards out of it. So, so certainly feels like a 34-13 type of game to me. I got Buccaneers minus 10 as a best bet, even with all those points. I I, I kind of like the Dolphins just in the letdown spot, and 
I mean, RJ, RJ scares me here. The, the Buccaneers, the Dolphins are terrible. The Dolphins were a 10-win paper tiger fraud last year, and they're just not good this season. And especially without Tua out there, not that he was, like, incredible, but, you know, Jacoby Brissett, clearly a problem. I I just I don't want to touch this game, but I picked the Dolphins against the spread. I'm hoping they will just come through the back door for our, our picks on the site. Patriots minus nine at the Texans over under 39 and a half. Oh my goodness. What a scorcher. This is going to be the Pats last started one and three in 2001. So maybe they'll go on to win the Super Bowl this year. The Texans have scored nine points with Davis Mills, your sleeper quarterback, Pete. As, as well, I don't care who's playing now with that team. They're not playing good quarterback, but uh, again, now it's his third game. He's at home. They got ambushed last week at Buffalo. That Buffalo defense got all over him. I don't love this game, but I, I would lean to the Texans. I'm taking nine. I, I just, you know, everybody's all over Mac Jones. He's a, he's a dink and dunker. And and if there was a good corner playing at the right corner the other night, Pierre Desaire couldn't get close to a ball that was up in the air for about a week. It would have been a pick six with any other corner. Uh, so I, I think this is one of those situations where the game is close. Both teams are ugly. Both teams struggle to score. Uh, I would take the Texans plus the points. Yeah, I don't think you can lay nine points with the Pats on the road, even against such a bad opponent, especially coming off Brady week. Who knows where the head's at? Could also be down the left side of the line with Wynn and Onu on COVID list. So that that's an issue there for scoring a lot of points. Houston had no drives longer than 12 yards last week until their last two, and both those last two ended in picks and weren't very long anyway. Um, so I'm not going to play this spread, but this is going to be the other half of my totals teaser. Um, I'm going to tease a total up over 45 to 45 and a half and take the under against the fighting Davis Mills. Uh, you know, as you said, they're, they're hardly scoring any points. So, um, you know, give, give me that with the uh, Denver-Pittsburgh under as oh, my teaser. Too slop fast. I have the under this game as a best bet. And Pete, you're right about Mac Jones. He is averaging nine yards per completion. That is the second lowest in the NFL. Jacoby Brissett's like 7-4 or something insane. Uh, Davis Mills only at 9.4 yards per completion as well. So this is just not an explosive game. I, I look at this game and I, I just see exactly what the Pats did in week two against the Jets, which is go on the road with your run offense. It's a Damian Harris special. You're going up against a rookie quarterback. You don't care about scoring touchdowns. I mean, you want to score touchdowns, but you don't care about scoring touchdowns. You'll take one touchdown and four field goals, and you believe you hold the Texans to 10 points or less. I think the under here, I know it's a low, low number, but you know, barring some defensive touchdowns or they're just going to put two, two guys on Brandon Cooks and force him to beat somebody else. I mean, Fer I think it's like Farrow Cooper is their second leading receiver with 78 yards or something insane. I mean, it's the Texans are uh, uh, just disgustingly bad. So give me the under as a best bet here. Browns at Chargers. Chargers minus one and a half over under 47. What a fun three and one matchup between two rising AFC powerhouses. The Browns are three and one for the first time since Bill Belichick was their coach. They support the best run offense in football, 177 yards per game, and the third best run defense in football as well, 66.5 yards per game. The last team to do that, top three in both, 2017 Eagles. Very interesting. Baker Mayfield dealing with a left shoulder injury. There's a report out there. American Cabot of Cleveland.com reported that it had nothing to do with Baker's god awful game against the Vikings last week, but that's hard to believe. What, uh, what do you think? Is Baker right? Is he wrong? Is this uh, is this where Herbert can Herbert keep it going, Pete? I don't like this matchup for the Chargers, and and I think the me and Brady actually picked them to win the game, but actually took this. So we think it's going to be a one point game. We took the Browns with the points. I'm worried about. The Browns' run game against that Chargers defense. I mean, up until last week, they were gashed on the run. I mean, they gave, they were giving up 170 yards a game going into that game on Monday night. And, and I just think Cleveland's going to try and keep Herbert off the field by running it and running it and running it. So uh, I would <laughs> lean I would lean to the Browns in this game, plus the one and a half. Uh, I also would probably think it's going to be a lower-scoring game than most people think. Cleveland did fantastic against Minnesota. We'll see if they can win consistently against the Chargers offensive line, which has improved. Um, Chargers pass, he continues to shine. So I agree with you that Cleveland should be looking to run the ball here, especially with Mayfield's injury. Total dropped one and a half points on Wednesday. Um, then we got news of Mayfield's partially torn labrum. So, um, you know, that's probably the reason for that. With both defenses playing well, with Cleveland's passing offense in trouble, I would take the under down to 45 at 47 right here. It's a best bet for me on the under. I think that under is a good call too, dude. Brandon Staley looks like he might be an under funnel in terms of 
as, as a head coach and the defensive strategy that they're employing. The one thing that concerns me with the Chargers is they are willing, and I'm curious to see how this plays out from a sort of a chess match perspective, because they're willing to let you run on them but want to stop you in the past. Well, the Browns are really good at running on you. Are they just going to let Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt go wild on the ground? That doesn't seem like an effective move. I think 47 is probably too high a number. I would have taken the Chargers as the best bet, though, because – basically because of Baker Mayfield's shoulder. And I believe that Brandon Staley will uh, figure out a way to slow down that powerful rush. By the way, yeah. real quick, what, real quick, Brandon, mm -hmm. Brandon Staley on Twitter this week with his uh, – the Colt went wild. Look at him. He's talking about – ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, you want to be physical? Or would you, ra would you rather have a 10-play, run-the-ball down the field drive and be physical and get three points or a two-play, 75-yard shot down the field – and get seven. I mean, give me a break with this. These guys all, oh, he knows. Well, look at him. He's talking about being physical. You throw to score, yeah. you run the win. It's really simple. It's a well, simple formula. No, I mean, no, I, like it's just weird because if you, if, if, um, like Mike Zimmer comes out and be like, we're going to be physical. We're going to we're establish a run. People are like, listen to this old codger. But then Brandon Staley did a good job of articulating it in a way that how, it, it, but what Staley said is right is like the, the run game needs to complement the pass game. And, but, but if, but if somebody old, if Pete Carroll had said that, people would be killing him for it. Well, he, he also held down his team scoring the other night. I don't care what anybody says. I didn't oh, like their so, oh, so You're just lashing out of state there. I like it. No, I like him. Uh, he's a good coach. So so real quick, as we were as we're recording, Teddy Bridgewater is practicing in a limited fashion. Do, do we want to sub this one in for the Bronco Steelers under? Because it's such a low number. Um, so if you guys like this under, I'm a little more comfortable with this one. In our, yeah, let's in sub our this one in. Part. I'll take this yeah, one. Yeah, that's fine with okay. me. Okay. Yeah, this should be a low-scoring game. Um, all right, so – so the parlay is now Ravens minus seven, Titans minus four and a half, Browns Chargers under 47. Those are the three games in the parlay. Jet, speaking of breaking news during the middle of the podcast, Jets at Falcons. You're going to want to get the Jets plus three in now because it's probably, well, probably move a point or something like that if you like the Jets because Calvin Ridley is not traveling to London with the Atlanta Falcons for this game. That means they are down their number one receiver in it or in, in London for Atlanta Falcons minus three Pete over under 46. Yeah. I, I don't love this game, but I, I would lean to the Falcons either way. And, but after watching the jets, on, I'm not, I don't like this game at all. After watching the jets on tape this week, I, I love their defense. I mean, they got five, six, seven young players that are going to develop into really top notch players. And, and so, and, and I like Rob, what Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbricht are doing on defense. So I just worry about Zach Wilson and, and yeah, he played well in the third and fourth quarter last week, got outside the pocket, made some throws, but I would probably take the Falcons. Ridley not being there concerns me, but I, I don't love it either way. You got Olamide Zacchaeus, Tajay Sharp, Christian Blake, and uh, I don't know who else is going to be the receiver for the Falcons. Cordell Patterson. They're going to keep giving him 25, 30 touches. Kyle Pitt season, him. baby. So you, I don't think you can back the Falcons of favorites. I mean, how do you not stop McKissick at the end of the game there? I don't want I don't want to back the Jets coming off a surprising emotional first win. I don't like to back bad teams coming off wins because the spread gives them too much credit. Um, but this spread is not giving them credit at all. I mean, the Falcons have allowed 11 pass touchdowns with no turnovers against Brady, who's good, Hurts, who's looked good, Daniel Jones and Taylor Heineke. You know, jury's still out on them. Um, Jets D getting better. They, they've allowed just two pass touchdowns all year. Now they get the face of a severely limited group. Um, so, yeah, love the Jets. I mean, this is in London, and the Falcons are laying three. How is this team laying three against anyone, um, you know, even with if they were if they, if they had Calvin Ridley? So, so I, I don't like this. I don't know why this line is the way it is. Best bet, Jets plus three. Yeah, I got the Jets as a best bet, too. Look, I don't I don't want to bet on the Jets either. <laughs> Jets are bad, but the Falcons are horrendous. They give a season high in points, yards, yards per play, and first downs to Washington last week. And it was Washington's first game without a turnover this season. The Jets, by the way, this is kind of funny. The Jets had lost 26 straight games when trailing by seven points or more before their incredible seven-point comeback against the Titans last week. They'll find a way to get they'll they'll put up points. The Falcons won't pressure Zach Wilson. Shots down the field to Corey Davis, starting to get a little comfortable. They, they're over in London way before them. And without Ridley, I mean, just lock down a pits and make Matt, make Matt Ryan beat you with somebody else. Get some pressure on him, and you can win this game. 49ers at the Cardinals. Cardinals minus five and a half over under 50, Pete. Yeah, I, look, I don't love this game either way. That's why I didn't make a best bet on it. But I would lean to the Cardinals. I think they're playing really good football. And, and you know, 
who plays quarterback for the Niners this week? Uh, Trey Lance. That that would make me lean more to the Cardinals. Oh. I, I just think that um, I, I like what they're doing on defense. I like what they did against the Rams last week. I would take the Cardinals minus the points. I think the price is a little inflated with Arizona. It's the last undefeated team with San Fran losing its quarterback. Um, look ahead was two and a half. I'd typically say, yeah, three points may be good for a quarterback tax with Garoppolo. Um, you know, if Shanahan is an offensive genius and he's developing this Trey Lance offense, he can come out and break this out in a key game that they have to have. You know, they don't want to fall three behind the Cardinals in, in the division or whatever they are right now. Um, San Fran's D's have been solid. They're just not generating turnovers yet, but they're going to come. Arizona's defense has a problem stopping the run, 31st in yards per rush. You don't love that against a Kyle Shanahan team. So I expect Shanahan to open up the playbook. I would lean to San Francisco, but with it, how Arizona is playing, um, I don't love it. So I'm probably going to stay away this one. I got the card. I got the 49ers is the best bet. I think Trey Lance comes out. They got a game plan. They're going to put up big numbers, opening up Trey Sermon in the run game, take down the undefeated Cardinals. Give me San Francisco plus five and a half. Maybe I'm just chasing the the pipe dream. That is you uh, are. That is uh, yeah. I might be chasing. That's fine. I still like the 49ers is the best bet. Bears at Raiders. Justin Fields is starting finally. I know he started last week, but that was just a spot start in replace of Andy Dalton. Now is the official franchise quarterback starting spot. 12.3 yards per attempt last week, Pete. And he gets the Raiders on a short week in Vegas. You like Fields to maybe uh, surprise some Raiders minus five and a half here? I don't. I think the Raiders defensive line will will do uh, what most what the Browns did to him a couple weeks ago. That Bears offensive line, I know they helped them last week a little bit. They're not good. He's going to struggle on the road. I think the Raiders will get back on track here. I'll take the Raiders minus the five and a half. You know, Fields has 52 pass attempts and 12 sacks. And Chicago's D also has 15 sacks. So I think both these quarterbacks could get beat up a bit. Probably the under is the way you look here. Um, Vegas' offense disappeared versus the Chargers, but they did still score 59 points first two weeks of the season. Um, two overtime games in three weeks caught up to them last week. Now they're playing on another short week. I think there's more variance in this one. Chicago, if they switch up the offense at all with Fields as the permanent starter, um, might think about it if it gets to Chicago plus six right now in Stanaway. Um, I like the Bears. I like the Bears to win the game. Again, maybe I'm just biased because I'm not a huge Raiders fan. I don't know. I just feel like Chicago is going to put the clamps on the Raiders' offense and Justin Fields. Nagy's going to cook something up for Justin Fields in this game, and I don't think the Raiders will be prepared for it. I like the Bears to actually win the game, but I'm but I am a little nervous to make it a best bet, so I won't. Finally, Lions at Vikings. Vikings minus nine. Desperate Vikings team laying nine points at home. Over under 49. Tons of injuries to the to the Lions offensive line. Dalvin Cook also banged up Pete, but he says he's just going to keep playing through it, which is not ideal. Yeah. On William Hill. I like the Vikings to bounce back here. They were terrible last week. The offensive line was awful. Uh, you know, Lions don't really get after the quarterback that well. So I think they'll protect Kirk Cousins, and, and it's not a big game, so he'll play well. I'll take the Vikings minus the nine, even though I don't like laying nine points. The Vikings have not established themselves as a good team. Their offense was very disheartening last week. Um, I can't lay this many points with a team that I don't think is good. Um, they're probably going to bounce back against this defense. They're probably going to win by double digits. I can't trust them enough to lay these points. Um, the Minnesota defense ranks 11th in scoring, but 25th in net yards per pass attempt and 28th in yards per rush. They aren't getting pressure. I mean, maybe Detroit does move the ball a little bit. Um, but with this line moving up, um, I would only look to the Lions if it got to a point I was comfortable with them. And with their injuries, I'm not sure I'm going to get to that point. So I'm just staying away. Yeah, it's probably a stay away. I initially thought Lions against the spread because they've been so frisky, and their second half numbers are really good. Jared Goff leads him through, uh, leads him in these garbage time, you know, would be comebacks against the spread or or straight up, and and they managed to cover. But they are they're not a good team, and they are really banged up on the offensive line. And the Vikings should be desperate. You know, Vikings maybe a good survivor play. Don't know if I want to lay nine and a half with a team that is not that is as questionable as Minnesota. They couldn't get anything done after that first drive against the Browns last week. I do think the Vikings will cover, but I don't want to make it a best bet. All right, that'll do it for all of our games. We went that fast. It's almost like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have like if if I were worried about how long this was taking, I certainly wouldn't have texted me and complained about it. But I mean, you know, I got an appointment to go to. You're 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 too wordy. Pete's best bets for the week. Bills plus two and a half. Ravens minus seven. He's teasing the WFTs and the Eagles. Six point teaser on those. Giants plus seven. Steelers minus one. And the Saints WFT under 44 and a half. We haven't had any six. We haven't had any six and O's 
RJ had one last week, and I'm having one this week. I love it. RJ's best bets, Jets plus three, Bengals plus three, Bucks minus 10, Panthers minus three and a half, Cleveland, Chargers under 47, two teasers, a two teaser special, one with spreads, Buffalo plus eight and a half, and Dallas minus one, love it, and another with totals, New England under 45 and a half, and Pittsburgh, Denver under 45 and a half as well. My best bets, Jets plus three, Panthers minus three and a half, Chargers minus one and a half, 49ers plus five and a half, Packers, Bengals over 51, and Pats, Texans under 39 and a half. Also, you can't lose parlay. Browns, Chargers under 47, Ravens minus seven, Titans minus four and a half. That's the pick show for week five. For Pete, Appointment Prisco, and RJ White, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.